Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are completely tearing down Epcot to the studs, starting over, completely reimagining Epcot for an incredible new park, I think. I agree. I mean, it's still going to be Epcot. It's just going to be a better version of Epcot. I just think that, yeah, there's parts of Epcot that feel a little um, haphazard, so, you know, it would be nice to... Like I feel like there are parts that just don't fit as well. So. We are on, play, we are playing armchair imagineering today. <laughs> it's my favorite type of imagineer to be an armchair imagineer. I'm a, I'm very good at ideas. No budget, following through. So no budget, nothing has to make sense, nothing has to you know even be physically possible. But we're gonna do it. Um, but before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week. So the big piece of news is that Disney will be buying the rest of Hulu, the 33% that it does not currently own from Comcast. So as they're, as part of Disney's purchase of Fox and their portion of Hulu, they had an agreement with Comcast that basically Comcast could force them to buy Hulu. So it wasn't like this was something that Disney decided they wanted to do. Basically Comcast had, they, they had the option to say, you have to pay us for this. And they're going to be paying at least $8.6 billion. So, of course, if you're Comcast, you're, you're definitely going to take the money. I mean, Hulu, I don't think, makes any money yet. So if you can make Disney pay you at least $8.6 billion, why would you not say yes to this? So this is going to happen. Disney announced this. They expect this to all close by the end of next year. I think the one silver lining for me on this is that Disney will now own 100% of Hulu and hopefully... They just combine it with Disney Plus and have one streaming service because I think yeah. part of their problems, they're spending too much money because they're trying to fill two content engines. And you put it all under one umbrella, you automatically have more hours of content under one streaming service. You have to make less original stuff because you can just make it for one streaming service instead of Disney Plus and Hulu. And hopefully that kind of helps them come to a better situation and maybe stop increasing the prices so dramatically because now i think like hulu is like almost 20 bucks like it's more than netflix and then disney plus is 13 or 14 dollars so that's the one silver lining on this but i think the downside is disney's got to come up with close to nine billion dollars so that probably means definitely not going to spend anything in the parks anytime soon yeah i mean this kind of stinks i don't i don't know it's just it seems illegal but Disney totally agreed to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's not to get um, like too deep into finance, but it's basically a call put option. So, if anybody, I already, I already fell asleep. <laughs> so I said, don't don't want to get too sidetracked. But if anybody does investing, if you've heard of options, calls and puts, that's essentially what this agreement was um, that they had. So that's kind of why it's a, it's a financial thing. Yeah totally all right but let's get back on track so yeah i mean what <laughs> back to disney so i mean what what do you think though positive negative overall for disney fully owning hulu i don't know man i think streaming has just been such a a money it's been a drag drag on yeah. i think pretty much everyone um and so i don't know how much money there is to be made and so I feel like this is not financially a wise decision, which again, you know, it's not like they were doing this for, they wanted Fox, I guess. And that was part of the deal, but 
yeah, this is, I don't know. I don't, I can't see this really being too positive for them. Yeah. It's interesting because when they bought Fox four or five years ago, it was just get into a streaming service. That's all you needed to do. Now the landscape's changed. Now it's, you got to make money. Um, but you're seeing this with like HBO, like they basically HBO discovery, they basically took all of their streaming services and it's all under HBO max. Now like CNN's on HBO max. You have like HGTV discovery shows on HBO max. Like people are consolidating. And I do think what's interesting too, is the promise of streaming was years ago, cut the cord. You don't have to pay for cable. It's cheaper. And now if you pay for Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus and HBO max, you're probably paying more than you paid for cable. Yep. And you don't even, I feel like get all the shows, you know, like YouTube TV with like the live TV is like 80 bucks a month. So I feel like we're now paying more money yep. for all of this stuff. So like the promise of saving money as a consumer, I feel like is out the window. And you're right. I feel like none of these streaming services are even making any money. You just hear that they're always losing money. So right. it's a weird business model. Yeah, I really feel like, you know, for a while there, though, and I, I, I have no knowledge, but I'd have to take a guess that for content creators, this is this oh, is great. Yeah, this has been really great because, again, you get turned on by one service, you go somewhere else. Like, I mean, I guess maybe that wouldn't be it would be kind of like trying to network, like go to different networks, I guess. But yeah, it's just there was a lot of, I think, money out there because people needed content and so yeah it's like more networks and again you go from you know abc that has literally 24 hours in a day that's it to something like netflix that has to fill in infinite number of hours and infinite number of days so they're just constantly buying content i mean i just watched a a game show where uh, a group of of people just played board games and that was the show (laughs) so i mean they make a lot of stuff no 100 percent. so yeah we'll see how this plays out but i definitely think it's i think short term it's gonna hurt investment in the parks and some of the other areas but longer term hopefully it's a it's a positive so all right so let's move into our main topic reimagineering epcot and this question came from uh spotify one of our listeners on spotify ai now i don't know if that means this is <laughs> The artificial intelligence has now started listening to our podcast, or I imagine it's it's a screen name. But if you listen on Spotify, you can actually make suggestions for future episodes. Um, so we got this uh, a few weeks ago, and it was, please talk about how you would fix up World Showcase, needs more rides, more countries, and more love. So we kind of expanded upon this. So we'll talk about World Showcase a little bit. But I actually think the front of the park needs more work than World Showcase anyway. So we're just going to completely reimagine this whole theme park here. <laughs> um, so we're we're going to go pretty deep. But I, I, I definitely, I have some big plans for the front of the park. And I feel like maybe Disney should have consulted me before they did this whole World Discovery, World Nature type thing. Because I think what I got coming up is <laughs> much better than where they're going. And I think but it ties in to Epcot better. Can we agree on one thing? What's that? Beverly stays where Beverly is and Beverly still exists. You won't know where anything is unless Yeah, you, Beverly you has Beverly. to be there. That's your touch point. Yep. Yeah, Beverly can stay. All right. But let let's talk with with World Showcase. What are some changes we would make to World Showcase? And I will preface this by saying a lot of our ideas are IP driven, which I know that's 
controversial to some. Epcot never had IP, now it has IP. And so, you know, there's, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, but a lot of it is, is IP driven. Um, a lot of it for me too is based on Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Which I don't I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but if you like Ryan Reynolds, you may like my new version of Epcot because I think <laughs> I was going to say, who doesn't like Mike or Mike, who do, I don't Mike know. Reynolds. No. Is that his brother? Maybe. No, I don't think so. He has a brother. I don't think it's Mike Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. So. Yeah. R-R. Is he one of the ones that has a sneak twin? No, he has a brother. They actually ran into each other randomly in New York City the other day and posted about it that they did not mean to meet up and they just ran into each other on the street. Hmm. That's beside the point. So Ryan Reynolds, I'm bringing Ryan Reynolds in two countries, Canada and the UK. (laughs) So Canada have Ryan Reynolds narrate the Canadian Circle Vision. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, So we... We, we didn't agree on all of these changes, so I agree he can have a portion of it. But let me tell you, I love it so much with Catherine O'Hare and Eugene Levy. So he cannot have all of Canada's circle vision, and it's great and has the banger that it's like, that is Canada, and it goes on, but I don't remember any more of it, but it's really good. Well, the song's great. Yeah, so we can't completely scrap Canada's circle vision. It is a master class. Yes, it's current version is really good with Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare. If it ain't broke, brah. I'm just saying, I feel like Ryan Reynolds would be pretty awesome because you could add in some like comedy to it. Like I feel like Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare, they're comedians as well, and they're very funny. But I feel like the the Circle Vision, it, it's, there's not a lot of humor in it. Whereas I feel like Ryan, there's some, there's some, but I feel like they could have leaned into it more. Ryan Reynolds. I feel like makes a joke about everything and maybe you know you could love that or hate that, but I, I don't know. He has just like a charm and a way of joking about stuff. So that's my one change. I like it as it is, but if I'm changing it and let's say we're an old circle vision and we're, we're looking to redo it, I'm putting Ryan Reynolds in there. The other place, and this is probably because I've been watching a lot of welcome to Wrexham lately is put some sort of Wrexham soccer experience the in the man UK. Who doesn't even like soccer. I do now. I, I somehow like English Premier League soccer. He went, I've learned. To, he went to the Women's World Cup and also loves Welcome to Wrexham. We talked about this when we did our like MCU World Cup after we went after we came back from the World <laughs> Cup this year a few months ago. And I joked about this between Welcome to Wrexham and the Women's World Cup. I've learned more about the rules of international soccer in a year than my entire life. And I've known you and watched you play soccer for over a decade and i feel like i've never understood the rules even when i was watching you play but now the whole uh you know premier league system explain the rules of offsides to our listeners that makes no sense i think that's (laughs) that's crazy but i i think like what they do in 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 soccer we're getting way sidetracked today it's it's okay it's fun and um it's soccer it's always fun football i'm not even calling it the right thing it's football yeah that's true so, but with the um, with the Premier League, the English uh, football Premier League, how you can advance and and get relegated? Yeah, like I think they should do that in sports. Like they're doing, it would make it a lot more um, interesting because it would keep the teams hungrier. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could do that in baseball, where you could have like AAA team can move up into the majors, and and the bad teams, you know, move down. Like I, I feel like that's interesting. But welcome to Wrexham. I think Wrexham. Uh, has become big with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney 
So I think having some sort of interactive football or soccer experience, whatever you want to call it, uh, around Wrexham in the UK pavilion, I think would be pretty cool. I think another really interesting thing is there's a lot of countries that people go to a lot of people. There are several people that have gone to most of the continents, but the one continent that most people miss Antarctica. So you know what? We need to bring in our dear Antarctica. And if you are a teacher and you've watched this video, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, our dear Antarctica, we need to bring her in and we got we got to get some polar countries. We got to get polar regions. We got to get trip through the great the Drake Passage. Yeah, and how, that, how how you intense, get off, how intense how you get off the be? ride? How you get off the ride is is they don't let you off till you throw up. I would say people think Mission Space uh, is intense and that that Cosmic Rewind uh, was too much. Could you imagine like a somewhat realistic Drake Passage experience and do it like the Drake Passage where sometimes you ride it. And it's smooth. You have no issues at all. And sometimes you ride it and it's like a tsunami out there. And then extra twist. You actually get Drake to create an original track for oh the Drake Oh my gosh. Track. Champagne Poppy himself. Yeah. So I, I think you could expand, you know, into some other countries um, as well. Like Antarctica, I think Australia would I mean, be a is, great country. Is, is Antarctica technically though not, it's, is it like Australia where it's a country and a continent? I think so. <laughs> I, I don't know, but but I think you you could you could have an interesting attraction, an interesting thing there because it's a very the thing about Antarctica is there's a scientific base there too. Yeah. So I think you could talk about again edutainment of educating people about well, there's actually people that live in Antarctica and they do these studies and this is what they're researching and this is kind of the interesting things about it while kind of being entertaining. I and don't think anybody would actually want to do a Drake Passage ride, but you could do something like that. And penguins. Uh, yeah, most penguins. people like penguins. Yeah, exactly. So give some fun penguins uh, on the ride with you. But I think Australia is like another country where there's a lot there. And now, you know, this isn't necessarily IP driven, but you do have Chris Hemsworth who is with Marvel, he could yes, voice please. a circle vision. You could do a really great video about the country of Australia. You have the Great Barrier Reef there, the Sydney Opera House, the Daintree Rainforest. You could kind of tie in Nemo with the East Australian Current, so the EAC. So I, I think you have some options there that Australia could be uh, a cool country, a, a pretty nice addition to World Showcase. Well, and I do think that a lot of times, you know, anytime Joe and I have ever said that we've been to australia 99 percent of the people are like oh my goodness i'd love to go there yeah, it's or, a country not people people yeah, don't get to very people often. in the u.s don't want to travel there because it is a very long flight like i think you know if you fly from dallas it's a 17 hour flight yeah I, I think you look at like japan like japan's a very popular pavilion and that's another country that most people i feel like from the u.s don't go to a lot of people go to europe so a yeah. lot of people go to France and Italy and things like that. So while the architecture is spot on and it's good and it kind of reminds you of those countries, I feel like a lot of people go like, well, I could actually just go there. You know, that's a six, seven hour flight, maybe from the East Coast. I could go to those countries, but I feel like yeah, Japan's very popular because it, it's it's a place you don't go to. And I feel like Australia would be like that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like this idea. I think they could, they could use a um, a circle vision there. I think that we could potentially, you could add IP if you wanted, but I don't think the movie that would go with that one. I, I mean, I guess you do have Nemo. You do have Nemo. Yeah. You can also do um, Rescuers Down Under. Oh, but you could do that. I, I don't really know that that one is. 
Yeah, I don't think you need IP. Yeah, I don't think you need IP there. But it is, it, it's, it would just be a really good place. And I do think that education wise, I mean, you could even have, um, or like even do Australia, New Zealand. Like one of my favorite parts about New Zealand when we went was just learning about the Maori people. Um, every time I learn about them or anytime I have contacts like with anything that has anything to do with them, um, they're really like just super fascinating. I think that that's a piece that Epcot kind of misses is we get a little bit of the culture. I think the Mexico pavilion does a pretty nice job of kind of filling you in on some of the culture in Mexico. I think that we could use more of that. And I think that, you know, like the Pacific Islander culture is a really interesting one that they could really hone in on. Have a joint circle vision with Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi. Oh, just have the two of them talking about Australia and New Zealand going back and forth, kind of cracking jokes. I think that would be phenomenal. Oh, that would be fantastic. So another country that I think would fit in really well, and we could also get some IP in there, is Colombia. And currently, in its current form, the World Showcase, I don't think, even has any South American countries. Yeah, I don't think so. So I think that, you know, getting some South American countries in there would be great. Colombia would be really um, awesome. And then getting you know, the house Madrigal. So I think that this is a great opportunity. Of course to you get, have to have in contact. Yeah, to have a ride in there. So I see this as having um, the house facade out front. And then whenever you go in, I kind of see this as sort of a, a, a trackless ride that sort of has a setup that is very similar to like the Frozen ride. So you move through We're going through the story, kind of like and, playing the songs and right, stuff. Right, because there are so many songs that everybody really likes that they could kind of incorporate that but i i do like the way that you know like remy how you kind of move through the scenes i think that that could be done better without screens so i could see them maybe doing something like that Yeah, you could basically go into the house and you go through each door and and do the song of that person because basically each of the siblings kind of has their own song you Mm -hmm. know in the movie so you could just kind of go room to room and you know, most of their rooms weren't actually shown in the movie, so you could basically completely, you know, make it up and imagineer it, you do know, you as think, you want, and and have their songs. That would be awesome. Do you think that Louisa's room is like full of barbells? Like, what? Maybe. What do you think Louisa's room would look like? Yeah, a lot of like strength training. You and think stuff like that? I would think so. Because I feel like I mean, she feels a lot of pressure to be strong and be the strong one in the house, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just do you think that she just has a donkey decor? Like what? <laughs> she likes the donkeys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, let that's, us know. That's write the thing. to us on write to us on uh, Instagram. That's or... the thing. You you could do this too. You mentioned a trackless ride, and and thinking about it, it would be an interesting ride mechanism if it wasn't linear. So like, let's say you you kind of would have to build like multiple copies. But let's say it is it is just like the inside of the house, and you have the doors, and so. You're basically in a hallway, you go in a door, and then you exit a door, you exit the same door back into the hallway, and then you go into another one. So like you feel like you are just in one space and just kind of moving in and out, but you're you're entering the door. Kind of like how when you're on Rise of the Resistance, when you enter the ship and then the tractor beam takes over, you exit the same door. So it kind of magically you're like, wait, it's the same way I got in, I'm exiting. So it's not like some trickery where I go in one way and go out another way. And it feels more real to to use a trackless ride because you could backtrack like that. Um, but I think the only thing is, yeah, you'd have to just build like multiple copies 
that you're going into so you could have multiple cars going at the same time. But you could have three or four cars and they kind of just change what doors they go into. That would be a neat effect and I think a really cool use of trackless ride because they don't do that. They don't Mm -hmm. backtrack on any of the rides currently. And I think if you added that in, that would kind of take it to the next level. I agree. I think, see, great idea. Yeah, great minds, great minds here. And I think the last country you could potentially add is Portugal. And we went out to Portugal on our Adventures by Disney trip, and they have the Douro River, which is basically goes through their wine country. So Disney always does boat rides well. Mm -hmm. So I think a boat ride through the wine country, or even, uh, I did not know this before we went to Portugal, but Portugal was very much a seafaring nation. They kind of traveled the world you know hundreds of years ago I mean, ago. they're a very it, small country that's yeah. basically like they went everywhere they are they're a very small country that's i mean like a little bump on the edge of spain so um the fact that they had so many explorers going from where they were is pretty impressive you could say they almost had a whole society of explorers and adventurers <laughs> i mean you could tie it in but i think there's a couple you have a couple options there to do boat rides a lot of their cities are on the river so i think you could have a, a pretty cool tie in there they make port wine so boom you got another drink drinking around the world oh my goodness um, i think it ties in really well they also could get their own castle because they have pena palace which is this crazy palace that's up on this hill beautiful colorful like look look it up if you haven't seen it. yeah and you it's p-e-n-a palace in portugal but it looks like if walt disney designed a palace like it's very colorful there's red and blue and green it does look like something out of like a, a fairy tale it's a really interesting looking palace and definitely different than anything else i've ever seen in person or it pictures of. Yeah, it would it would definitely stand out in Epcot architecturally. So, all right, let's move on to the front of the park here. I do think that real quick, one thing that we could, you know, we could put Columbia in this place or whatever. I We don't need the American Adventure. Um, it is redundant to the Hall of Presidents. Yeah, so it, it is very similar. I do think that they're, they have that little showcase in the front of the American Adventure where they'll put like cool like... Just move that to Magic Kingdom. Just just put that over in Liberty Square with the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. And they have some space over there. Yeah. But yeah, the, the story is very similar and I feel like Hall of Presidents... Is much better. Yeah, I think does it better. So yeah, I, I would be okay if they got rid of the American Adventure Pavilion. Yeah. And change that out. But, but yeah. But I think otherwise, again, I think World Showcase is pretty good. I, I don't know. Could it use an extra country? Maybe. But I mean, you could, you could argue for like 50 different countries. So I, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, it's in pretty good shape. The front of the park, though, on the other hand, I feel like needs a lot of work. And I even say that even knowing that Disney's been working on it for five years trying to redo the front of the park and they've renamed all these lands i I still don't think it's where it needs to be i still think it's a bit of a hodgepodge in terms of what's unifying it how do all these different lands kind of tie together all that sort of stuff so my idea so this is my big plan to fix epcot and change epcot keeping with the idea the original theme of epcot where it's about education so my idea, instead of having world discovery, all, all these sort of things, tie it to the four elements. So you have water, land, air, and fire. And it works because you already have land 
and water, basically. You have the land pavilion, because I'm not getting rid of that. We're not losing Wait. living with the land. What? We may be expanding it to a four-hour adventure by the end of this, but... Okay, though. Okay, though. Let's get rid of the 15 minutes at the very beginning of living with the land and add more planties. I think what they should do is, I think they should have where, like, you go plant your own plant, and then, like, you can come back and watch it grow over time. Like, I would come back to see my plant. How's my plant doing? Like, be like, that's Joe's plant right there. And I come back and talk to it and be like, are they treating you well? How's everything going? And then you'll be like, I planted this plant. And you can tell all your friends that your plant's doing so well. And they'll be like, wow, did, how did you take care of it? And you're like, oh, I didn't. Yeah. I'd, I have somebody else I let taking the, care I of it. I let the land pavilion do it. So, so we keep the land. You keep the sea. I do think you have to fix the sea pavilion. Um, the, the Nemo ride is not very good. So I think you need a different ride in there. My idea is actually borrowing what they have at Tokyo Disney sea for 20,000 leagues under the sea, because it, it's kind it's an Omni mover like attraction, kind of like Nemo. Um, you know, it doesn't actually go underwater like the 20,000 leagues we had here did. And I think something like that could fit into the sea pavilion. I don't know like if it, exactly the footprint fits. I'd have to measure it out. Oh, you love oh, measuring love stuff. We get sidetracked so again. So excited. We get sidetracked again. But does anybody else you know how people like watching like power washing videos? <laughs> yeah. And like they find that very satisfying. There's something about measuring things that I love. And I, I you know the term like measure twice, cut once? I live by the motto of measure ten times. And you don't need to cut anything. You're just measuring for fun. Yeah, I measure once and then cut infinite times. That would be, that's the behind the scenes tour I want. The Epcot experience of just come measure things at Epcot. Like how, how many that's, feet is it from here to there? That's my nightmare. Like how wide, how big is the boat in the land pavilion? I would love to measure that boat. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I don't know. Is any, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's. I would love to measure that boat. That's maybe the YouTube video uh, niche I need to get into is measuring because power washing videos are big. You have like ASMR. Do people have measuring videos well, listen, out there? Can I tell you something real know. quick? Just another quick sidetrack. So for my students, uh, as a as a as an incentive, I give them tickets when they do good things. So I have like the role of tickets in my classroom. Well, my students and I have discovered that the sound of ripping tickets is very ASMR okay. oriented. So on our measuring channel, could we please have ticket ripping asmr as well well we could, i mean the tape measure could be asmr like if it's just no sound it's just like the mm-hmm. tape measure rolling and, and mm-hmm. like snapping into place uh, we this mm-hmm. might be an untapped youtube market uh, it might see. already exist you i don't know. know i gotta check it out but but so i i, I think you put twenty thousand leagues in the seas pavilion so you keep the sea you keep the land pavilion so now you need the other two elements you need air and fire. You have Soren, which obviously is more air. So I think that has to come out of the land pavilion. And, and you kind of move that to this other area around air. What could we do to Soren though? Let's 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 kind of To make it better? Yeah, because okay. I mean I Soren think just was... get rid of it, honestly. Aww. I, I don't know. Like, it, like I do really it was enjoy fun the... until they made Flight of Passage. Yeah, I really do enjoy the ride. I think it's great. I still think that there's part of like it still has a merit. I think it just needs upgraded. And I'm I'm trying to like kind of rack my brain of what that would look like. Um, I think maybe a different video. I think that the video itself is is not as sharp or clean or good. And I think that that's p- because 
flight of passage because it well it's fantasy first of all um so the plant life everything's oh, the very fact vibrant that it's CGI, like it, yeah it, it works in flight of passage but you can kind of be like that's not a real animal in in soren yeah like whenever you see yeah. it, i think it's like what a herd of elephants or something you're like oh, oh basically everything weird. in there yeah, yeah. cgi yeah so i don't know it needs it needs i mean upgrade. they should just get nat geo to actually film them like a real video they own nat geo now just go yeah. to the archives and get footage of all of like these animals for real. Like I guarantee they have that. Yeah, you're right. You know? I think the other thing with Soren too is I, I get it's a little it's you ha- you have to walk that fine line. I mean, it's gotta be family friendly, it's gotta be for kids. Like it just needs more movement. I mean, the fact that you're kind of just in place and just tilting up and down, again, it's it's interesting and it's a lot of fun when it was just that. But then when you ride Flight of Passage and you're going up and down like six feet and side to side and the banshee is breathing it's so much more exhilarating that there's a lot of inputs on that yeah i I feel like soren if you really want me to believe that i'm flying like i need more action or excitement to it It, it's kind of too short like oh, i'm here and then i just kind of gracefully switch into this other scene like I, i don't know maybe the story needs fixed or something that just ties it together again it's just kind of like oh i'm just in this random spot and maybe Maybe we need to do something tying it into if, if it's the the air pavilion, maybe we tie into the story of like we're riding the current across the world or something like that. Better idea. Okay. We are Aladdin and Jasmine. We are on a magic carpet ride. Oh and new this is how world. we can explain the the time travel I love and how it. we're going I love all it. around and everywhere. Yeah, how how we're going five thousand miles an hour <laughs> because that that's what they do. Yeah, that would be great. Like it it needs something like that. Like you need a reason for like moving from place to place. Like and and maybe yeah, you tie it into like how air currents work and and things like that. And maybe you know you hit some turbulence or something. <laughs> air like, currents. I, I don't know. Like something tying it into the 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 air pavilion. And and for me. All of these different areas also have, you know, so there's attractions, you know, there's kind of like, you know, education behind it, but then you could have like themed eateries and restaurants. So like air, air would be that you get served vials and then in the vials, you have to try to gulp the air and tell this is, no, this is a hamburger. (laughs) Oh, this right here. No, it's actual food. Mm, It's actual chocolate mousse. It's actual no but i think so i think obviously the sea pavilion you have fish that one's easy what the land is like vegetarian food so all plant-based stuff so i think you know, you really theme it there air i see this as like light dishes so you're not eating air as you said well moose definitely has to be there though right? yeah moose is good moose, moose is has a, good a lot dessert, of air because there's a lot of air but yeah very like light dishes airy dishes even something like tapas like something Mm. where it's like it's not heavy it's it's uh, i just realized how much more interested i got in this conversation when we started we started about food food. (laughs) yeah but but i think again you can you can tie it in and, and you can kind of do it conceptually and then uh fire you could have flame grilled food. So this could be like wood fired flame grilled food right now, you know, burgers, ribs, that, that sort of thing. Corn on the cob. I think that would be great. Fire grilled vegetables. uh, And I think they already have a lot of attractions geared towards fire test track, all about internal combustion, fire, power, combustion. I think even mission space fits in because it's rockets. 
and rocket powered powered by fire. So and then we go over by uh, over by the Guardians of the Galaxy cosmic rewind, and you have Rocket Raccoon. Exactly, it's it's space themed. So I think you could tie no, space. No, is, is space air or fire? Well, I see. Is if you want to keep, so if you want to kind of make that area the fire area, you would have to say, hey, it's it's not space. It's more rocket driven. It's it's rocket propulsion is fire is combustion combustion engines cars. It's more about the power of fire and movement. Um, you could argue like just being in space is air you know is kind of more air so maybe there's some space stuff on the air one as well like maybe you know you can replicate walking in like zero g or something like that being on the international space station but i think you keep it more like if you're talking about like rockets and how mission space is and how test track is that's kind of more fire so it actually already fits like you really don't even have to change a lot of these attractions or really move a lot of stuff around if you kind of just retheme it to the elements. And then the cool thing is Spaceship Earth is at the center of all this and you could have Spaceship Earth right now it's a story of like language and knowledge, but have it how we've mastered all of the elements throughout the years. So have it how So you're gonna get rid of the Phoenicians. I mean, I think you could still work the Phoenicians in there. Can we thank the Phoenicians for something? But here's the thing. The Phoenicians used the sea. They used water to travel and expand knowledge. So you could still tie that in. So you could have, you know, early how um, we use fire to cook food and for warmth. Well, there's even the, there is the fire in, in the current iteration. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's already there. Like you, you could easily transform this. Was it, that's the fire of Alexandria, isn't it? The, oh the, well they they the, burn yeah, yeah they, they the kind library. of burn it down but i'm talking about how we've like harnessed the elements so how we harness fire to advance how we use the sea to expand and explore how we used the air for flight the you know the history of flight rockets the land how we've changed agriculturally like you could tie that all together and instead of it just being you know humanity's knowledge it is now all of these elements tied together. So now you have all these lands tied with spaceship earth in the center. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I think that it's an interesting way of kind of reconceptualizing what something is something that doesn't really seem to have a cohesive theme. And the Moana walkthrough, I think you could still have a walkthrough again, make it a combination of the elements. Talk about how, you know, uh, fire. Tafiti. And, I mean, you could have Tafiti, but I, I think, Hey, what's another movie that is all about the elements? I mean, Pixar just had Elemental. Mm. Ah. So you could tie you could tie Elemental in here and you could talk about how the elements interact and even even how they interact in our life. So like how, you know, forest fires cause um, you know, the destruction of forests, but the other side of that is also kind of like the re- rebirth birth of, the of the forest, right? With- and, you know, unlocking certain seeds and stuff. Right. And how that, and how that plays into like the whole water system and air and how that all spreads. Like you could do a lot around the elements in kind of the same way, like Moana, the journey of water. It's how water goes through the water cycle. You could kind of do how the elements tie in. You could do a little mini, you know, tie into the movie elemental with elemental city. I mean, I think this is something that's not a huge change to Epcot, but kind of put, puts it back in the direction of, uh, education it ties all of these in better than i feel like again just these like 
random neighborhoods that they have. I could really see this being like a really cool and interesting place to go to. I mean, I already feel like it's a cool and interesting place to go to, but a cooler and interesting place to go an to. Interestinger. Interestinger place to go to, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I think that this sounds like a really good idea. I do think that they are a bit of miss. Um, there's been a lot of construction and tearing down buildings, rebuilding the same buildings we tore down. 100%. Going on. So I do think that giving it some sort of uni- unified plan of attack, I think, would be really good. So I think that this giving it this theme would be um, something that would work really well. So that's our plan for reimagining Epcot. Let us know what you would change in Epcot, what you'd get rid of, what you'd add, how you would fix the front of Epcot. Uh, You can send us a message over on Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast over there. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have to say. If you have an idea for a future show, you listen on Spotify, just go ahead and and message us on Spotify. You can also message us on Instagram, like I said, uh, or our website, Enchanted Ears Podcast slash podcast question for any questions or topics you'd like to cover. But that wraps up the show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.